Hi, pretties. Welcome to the first episode of Pretty Legal Talk. It's about to get pretty legal. So I feel like it's fitting for me to introduce myself first. For those that don't know, my name is Chanel. I am a wife to an amazing husband who is actually my producer. I'm a mom to two beautiful children. I get best of both worlds. I'm a girl mom and a boy mom. I am bachelored and mastered, and I'm in my last year of my Juris Doctor program. And I will be sitting for the California Bar in February of 2022. So that's my little background. And I'm sure, like many people that always ask me after hearing all of that, you're wondering, how do I do it all? That's the most asked question that I get. So that's what we're here for. Each week, I'm going to be breaking down how I do it all in the three sections that pretty much govern my life. That's the legal side, the family side, and the spiritual side. And we'll get more into that, but those are the three basics that run my life, that make my life possible, and that's gonna answer those questions. How do I do it all? So, this week, we're gonna talk about building your economic legacy. So, I think a lot of people think that means having things of value to leave behind for your family members when you pass on. And yeah, sure, that's some economic legacy, but what I'm referring to is a little deeper than that. So when we think about economic legacy, I wanted to go further than just material value. I want it to be wealth and knowledge that is sustainable through time so that it continues to breed process and progress for your family members. So for example, if you watch your mom have poor spending habits and your dad not be able to find a career that fulfills him and gives him the income that will sustain your family, it's not uncommon to say that you'll go on and lead a life that's similar to that. Paycheck to paycheck, very comfortable with the job that just gets the bills paid, and probably have poor spending habits as well because you're used to it. This is the type of economic legacy that we can start instilling in our youth that will sustain through generations that will break the bad habits that create the poor income that you see generation after generation after generation. And I know you guys probably noticed that I'm trying so hard to avoid the term generational curse. I'll get into it later, but I do not use that term and I'll tell you why in a little bit. But back on topic. So 
Some ways to make sure that we're building economic legacy is obviously by leading by example. We have to set the tone for the later generations to see what's acceptable, what's tolerable, and what is gonna lead you to poor decisions that leave you in a financial burden that makes us poor. So, correct take cards, please, for the life of me. Stop opening up credit cards that you really have no use for. Those are supposed to be emergency funds and a way to build your credit. So obviously, some are essential, but I think we can rule out which ones are not. So you can use your discretion there, but I'm pretty sure we all know which credit cards are unnecessary. Utilize the credit cards that are going to be financially smart for you. What that means is that you can use them in emergency situations, but they're of an affordable limit that you're gonna be able to pay it off when you're in the position to do so. Credit cards that make sense for you to keep over a long period of time. Because Mythbuster, opening up several credit cards does nothing for your credit but harm it. What boosts your credit when we're thinking of credit cards is a long good credit history. So pick a credit card or two that you're going to be able to have for years because it makes sense for your lifestyle. You can use it for gas when you're in between paychecks. You can use it for groceries when you're in between paychecks. And as soon as you get paid, you're able to pay it off because it's an expense that you would have paid if you had the money anyways. Credit cards that are just for shopping, vacation, spending, when you're not in a position to pay for those things without it, are gonna lead you to economic failure. So, credit cards, rule number one. Rule number two, financial spending habits that lead to success. So what that means is saving more than you spend. I know that I was guilty of this for so long. I would pay the bills, have fun with my money, and then save whatever is left over. And that is completely backwards. Obviously, you need to pay your bills first, but then you have to have a set amount of savings that you are going to save every time you get paid. And then what you can spare after that is what you have fun with. Now, this is very key because this is what passes on that is definitely a learned behavior. If your youth and the people around you see that as your spending habit, they're more likely to adapt to that. So the legacy of poor economic wealth continues. And number three, savings accounts. So as I said, we need to be saving more than we're spending. And I'm gonna nag at a couple of you really quickly because I wanna talk about savings when it comes to our children. We need to have savings for ourselves, obviously, because we're individuals with lives and goals. But we have children that we brought into this world that we need to give a fighting chance when they go off into this world. And I know if you're one of these children, but I know so many people that are told once they turn 18, they're on their own. As if life is some type of punishment to them. They didn't ask to be here. And the best way to set them up for 
economic wealth and legacy that sustains is giving them that forefront. So open up savings accounts for your children. Whenever you're able to start, obviously the earlier the better, but I think five or six is a very attainable goal to start a savings account where you're able to put any amount at a time, periodically, but often. Think about it. That's your legacy. So they're one of the biggest investments you could ever make. And if you are having poor spending habits, not fulfilled in your career, making money that sustains the life that you're trying to live, that may be difficult to do. So revert back to rules one, two, three, and figure out what you need to do because realistically speaking, that is your responsibility as their parent. And tough love is gonna get us through this one. So now, transitioning on, I wanna talk about how being a wife and a mother kind of gives me the experience to talk about this the way that I am. I'm not speaking from textbook. I'm not speaking from witnessing other people. I am truly speaking from experience. So obviously, it's been some hard times at one point, or two points, or three points. And especially being a young married couple. I got married at, what, 20? So, <laughs> it was not easy starting out, but we made these decisions to be parents and bring these children into the world. So tough luck. We had to do what we needed to do to put ourselves in a position to provide for the children that we brought here. So yeah, it's hard. Um, I have family members and friends that talk about how they just want to be at home. They just can't imagine being away from their children and if that's what's on your heart and that's what you're in a position to be able to do more power to you but when we're talking in terms of building your economic legacy there's going to be sacrifices that have to be made and one of the biggest sacrifices that i make today is the time that i spend with my children putting in the hours that i put in to be able to provide them with the life that i'm telling you about so that doesn't mean I never see my children. That does not mean I never get to spend time with my husband. And that doesn't mean we don't leave a very normal life. But what that means is I have to make those difficult decisions when, yeah, I would much rather lay in bed, cuddle with my cute babies, and get up, go to work, and do what I need to do. And then when I come home, after spending my mommy's time, staying up those few extra hours to do what I need to do. And it does weigh a toll on you sometimes. And so it's important to have a partner that understands that there is, you know, a need for help and a break, that, you know, at times. So we get through that by being able to recognize that in each other and give each other that break. We have an amazing village that pretty much begs us for time with our children. So we utilize that as often as it's available. But really just understanding the goal that's at hand. Again, it's sacrifices that have to be made. So sometimes it's gonna be you staying up a little later so your partner can get a nap. But 
the best reward of that is knowing that once they're up and they're refreshed, the break is all yours. <laughs> but no, honestly, it is not easy. But again, this is the decision that you made when you said, hey, I'm gonna bring this child into this world. Providing economic legacy is not something that you can do quickly. It's not something that you can half-ass. And it's not something that you can try to skate your way through, period. You're gonna have to work hard and you're gonna have to compromise. And so that is pretty much my familial spill on that. Find your village. I know a lot of people that are too proud to ask for help and that's not gonna get you anywhere, <laughs> ever. Trust your partner. I know for me, being a new mom, it was really hard to just let him give me the break. <laughs> I'm listening at the door, <laughs> or I'm like giving him a laundry list of things to make sure he knows what to do, as if he doesn't watch me do it every day. <laughs> but that's what's gonna help you get through it. I mean, you can make excuses. You can say, I'll put it off later. I'll wait till they're grown and, and then I'll put an effort to have a career. But what are you truly doing to set them up for their lives if you have that mindset? So make sure you're keeping those things in mind, especially my mommies out there. And that, before I shift gears, goes definitely to mommies that are single mommies as well. You get no, um, exemptions, no slack for doing it alone. Although I do recognize how much more difficult it is to do it on your own. That is still a decision that you made when you brought this child into the world. It was not conditional. It was not only if the father is there to help me. So you really do have to keep all that in mind when you're thinking about how do I provide the best economic legacy for them. It is not cutting corners, taking the easy way out, complaining or wishing things had been different. We're here now, this is what we can do and this is what we will do if we want it. So my last segment is the spiritual side. So I know when we talk about spirituality, a lot of us think witches and voodoos and potions and whatever you think, but let's really be real here. We can take it back all the way before ancient times. Our ancestors had the innate divine ability to create the life that they live. And they have been trying to tell us ever since then how to do it too, but worldly things have corrupted us so gravely that it blinds us from the truth. So, I'm not here to tell you everything that you know to believe is wrong and that you've been living life incorrectly your entire life, but I would like to open your minds to a different perspective and hopefully help you see how I'm able to do what I do through the divine power of my spirituality. So in terms of building economic legacy, thinking rich is being rich. And I know that sounds vain, 
but it's truly the truth. Obviously, it takes more than just thinking rich. We've discussed the sacrifices and the effort that you're gonna have to put in to make that a reality. But to make it come to fruition, you truly have to believe that you can do that. And believing that you can do it is believing that you deserve it and that you're worth it. If you always think that you're going to be poor, broke, or in a negative financial situation, you will always be poor, broke, or in a negative financial situation. Because your thoughts and your feelings manifest and create the reality that you come to live. And I know that sounds crazy, but think about it. How many times have you been slightly late for work and you get in the car, you're starting to rush and you tell yourself, I'm going to catch every red light on the way to work. And what happens? You catch every red light on the way to work. Your belief and your feelings so intensely on that negative thought manifests itself into fruition. And it's just that simple. So if you're telling yourself, I don't know how I'm gonna make this rent. I'm never gonna be able to pay off this debt. Month after month, you're gonna be in a situation in a position to not know how you're gonna pay off your rent. And you're gonna believe that you're never gonna be able to pay off your debt. So, finding the center of your peace, believing that you are worth financial wealth and freedom is the key to unlocking the end result here. After we do all this hard work and we make all these sacrifices, well, how do we make sure that it actually comes to fruition? We live a life worthy of it. So that means we don't have a negative mindset when it's time to pay a bill, because that's life. That money paid to that bill sustains the electricity that keeps your family warm or cool in the summer, that provides the gas for you to cook, or that provides the water for you to have water to cook your food and to take your shower, or the rent or the mortgage to sustain the roof over your head. So if you have a negative mindset when it's time to pay the bill to do that, yeah, <laughs> it's always gonna be a negative financial situation attached to that responsibility. But if you think wealth and you think prosperity and you attach gratitude to every dollar that is owned to you, it will start to come back to you in that same light. I am thankful that I have the money to pay for the home that I live in. I am thankful that I have the money to pay for this flat tire that I unexpectedly got. I am grateful that I'm able to pay for my kid's braces when the dentist says, you know what, I think your kid needs braces. The gratitude and the belief that you deserve the wealth that will always come to you will replace it just like that, every time. And that's what my final niche is on this subject, is get out of the habit of saying, 
that you're spending money. Because if you're spending it, it's going and it's gone. We're circulating our funds here. When I put out the funds to pay for the home that I'm able to live in, it manifests itself in funds right back to me to be able to continue to do that because I'm grateful that I'm able to do that. I'm not spending it on something. I'm circulating it to fulfill the life that I live. So I warned you guys it was going to get pretty legal, but we touched on a few other things and we'll continue to do so because like I said, everybody always asks me, how do you do it? This is how. I'm telling you. So you can debate me, you can question it. You have that right. You are entitled to your feelings, your beliefs, and your opinions. But if anybody out there cares to know how I'm able to live this life that I'm so grateful, and guys, I'm truly so grateful to live, stay tuned next week so you can find out.